Hey everybody, Melissa from melissavsfibromyalgia.com here and this YouTube channel and I still haven't decided if I need to change the name of my blog. Um, because of all of the new news. So we found out, well I found out recently, that I actually have ME-CFS. I was diagnosed with it several years ago and never told. Um, I don't know how this is the first time I have had access to my medical records. It seems like a shock, but there you are. So I have just found out that I have ME-CFS and I'm now learning about it. And the really disappointing and upsetting thing is that if I had that term, I would have definitely found this book in the library. This book is Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, ME, Symptoms Diagnosis Management by Dr. Rosamond Vallings. She's a Kiwi doctor. She was literally down the road from me in those like first few years after the word was put into my medical history. I could have gone to see her and had her treat me. And she, it, like all the things in this book that she recommends, I'm already doing. So there'll be some things from this book that I'll be able to fine tune, but mostly this book has been about understanding. I've shared over the years my favorite books and I've talked over and over again about Dr. Tatterbaum's book and Dr. Lipton's book and they are about fibromyalgia. Dr. Tatterbaum's book is about fatigue as well. It's called From Fatigue to Fantastic, but it's mostly about um, fibromyalgia. Um, and those are still my favorite books and I still recommend them highly. But this one has to go to the top of the list. Uh, I've done a lot of reading since I got the word. Obviously, I'm a researcher, so I got a pile of books from the library. I read Dr. Myhill's book, which is really interesting, and I've done a lot of research, uh, and I've actually made contact with a local organization. We don't have much help for fibromyalgia here in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, we have one national organization that kind of helps a little bit but they don't really have any resources for someone like me but there is an organization that helps people with MECFS and I'm so grateful that I'm able to get a bit of support from them. Um, I'm getting their support worker to meet with me and my husband and give like a brief explanation of what MECFS is and what it means um, just to help my husband because it's it's so new for me that I don't even know how to explain it to him. But it makes so much sense. It is answering so much. So if you've been following me for a little while, you might have noticed that I've started to, I was all about fibromyalgia and then I started saying chronic pain and chronic fatigue because fibromyalgia didn't quite make sense or fit for me. Um, and the fatigue is like a big, big, big part of what I'm managing every day and probably a big part of uh, the disability or the limitations in my life and I've gotten really far on the pain but the fatigue is very hard to manage. Uh, also of course pacing is so important to me and pacing um, is very helpful with chronic fatigue syndrome and ME. So let's talk about um, this book for a bit. I wanted to share um, with you just um, to give you a sense of what it's like in case you want to read it yourself. I just think it's worth reading. It really is. Um, this is a doctor who spent She's just retired and she spent pretty much, I think, all of her career helping people with MECFS. Um, so the first part of the book goes through each part um, of the body, like each system. So the musculoskeletal system, the brain, the eye, um, the endocrine system, the respiratory system, ear, nose and throat, mouth and teeth gastrointestinal tract, all of those things. So she talks about each area, gives a brief explanation of 
you know, what's important about it and how it impacts MECFS and what can be involved, what to look for, um, what to be checking just to make sure that you're not, you know, misdiagnosed and that there's something specific to that system that um, you could get treatment for. Um, and I've just moved into the um, part two, which is actually managing, or part three is actually managing it. So the first one is stress management. Um, she talks about that quite a lot. Stress management and sleep are really important here. Um, managing stress is something we need to talk about, actually. Managing stress and anxiety. We don't want to talk about it because we've had many, many years of people with MECFS being relegated to oh, it's a mental health condition, oh, you're making it up, oh, you have depression, oh, you're just anxious, whatever. But, and what I love about what she says in here is she says you would be abnormal not to have stress or anxiety when you have a condition like MECFS. So it's really important because stress impacts so many things. Um, stress and every other symptom becomes like a good cycle or a vicious cycle. Uh, for example, stress obviously impacts sleep and sleep impacts a lot of things, but it um, is really important to manage. So she goes through um, stress, uh, exercise, so gentle movement. Obviously, um, we're not fans of the um, bad trials and the graded exercise therapy and pushing ourselves. That's not good. Um, and that's actually one of the most important learnings I've had. So learning that I have MECFS has helped me to be more understanding of myself because the messages with fibromyalgia, get on with it, get on with it, push, 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 right? And all those years that I was pushing, 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 I was doing myself no favors and actually making it all worse. So slowing down is ironically the best thing you can do. Uh, she talks about nutrition. Nutrition is still confusing for me because there are people who have very, very specific ideas. Um, Dr. Vellings recommends a more... Um, moderate approach where you try to get a good amount of you know fat and protein eat healthily um, and cut out your intolerances but otherwise um, she doesn't see any um, research that suggests cutting out giant food groups whereas Dr. Myhill is all about the ketogenic diet which I think is extremely restrictive and far too restrictive for someone with MECFS even at my level of functioning that would be very difficult for me and I wouldn't enjoy that way of eating anyway uh, however if you're interested uh, in a kind of um, alternate um, interpretation of keto and the ketones and ketosis and how it might be able to help the keto code um, by Dr. Gundry might be helpful uh, I can link that for you uh, if you're curious about how that all looks um, so she has a chapter on pain the interesting thing um, is that um, Dr. Velling suggests that fibromyalgia is actually a symptom of MECFS uh, that the myalgia is just the pain part of it um, which actually makes a lot of sense to me um, she has a whole section on headaches. Uh, headaches are very important and need to be managed. Um, sleep, obviously, very, very important. Again, it's really interesting because one of her recommendations, if amitriptyline doesn't work, is quetiapine, which has helped me so much, but I only just heard about now after 20 years of worrying about sleep and having terrible sleep and not getting any deep sleep. So um, that's... <sighs> It's a mixed bag, isn't it? It's exciting to learn more and to be on the right track, but it's really upsetting to learn what you've missed and what, um, how poorly you've been treated for the last how many years. Um, she, I haven't got here yet, but she talks about depression, medication, alternative therapies, managing relapses, and then she has a really great section about managing different stages of life with MECFS. So young people um, starting a family and pregnancy, I mean, that stuff 
you know I had to write the book Pregnancy and Fibromyalgia because when I was first pregnant, there was no such thing as resources about what on earth to do when you're pregnant with chronic pain and fatigue. Um, it's just such a area of no information. And yet here, this first edition of this book was done in 2012. In time to help me if I could have read it. <laughs> um, and then part five is living with um, NECFS. So it is really interesting. It is quite a tomb. Um, and I've read it very slowly, uh, one chapter at a time, because it does. I think it is useful to understand how our body works, how the different systems work, and how they mix together, and how they can impact our symptoms, and how our symptoms can impact um, that. Because, of course, while we might have something like MECFS, we also have a body and a life, um, and all those things. So I highly recommend um, that you read that book. I'll put a link below for you. Uh, so I guess that's kind of like a bit of a book recommendation and a where I'm up to. Has this happened to you? Has anyone else suddenly re found out that they have NECFS um, when they thought that they had fibromyalgia for years or anything like that? What are your um, best tips for MECFS? What are your favorite books? Let me know in the comments below. And um, if you want my favorite and best treatment options that are helping right now, I'll put it here. Um, it's not changed whether I have um, whatever name I have. These are all my key things that are helping me a lot. So I hope you'll check that out and I'll catch you again soon.